Welcome to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. The My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is your local source for the latest news and information on fishing Cape Cod. Now, here's your host, Kevin Collins. Hello and welcome to another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast here from MyFishingCapeCod.com. I'm your host, Kevin Collins, back at you with our Memorial Day edition of the MFCC podcast. Yes, summer 2022 has arrived in all of its glory. We've all made it through a very long, arduous, windy, cold spring. I think we're ready to hit the beach on Cape Cod, get out on a boat, spend time with family and friends, and of course, reflect on all of our service men and women that keep us safe. It is a great long weekend here a great summer tradition for the Cape and the Islands, and I am excited to bring this podcast to you. We've got a lot of great news from the waters around Cape Cod. It's truly a very exciting time of the season. You really have your choice of different species to target and different ways to target them, and we're going to cover all of it for you here on today's podcast. We've got an outstanding lineup of guests in store for you. We're going to start off with MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. We're then going to be joined by Sam Mullen from down behind the counter at the Goose Hummock in beautiful Orleans, Massachusetts. Next up, Eddie Kuyumjian of Monomoy Tackle is going to join the show. And last but not least, our good buddy Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi will regale us with his presence. So we've got a great lineup in store for you today. We're going to cover... A lot of ground and a lot of water. Sure hope you enjoy the show. Well, as promised, first up on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is none other than My Fishing Cape Cod founder and creator, Ryan Collins. Ryan, how are you on this beautiful day? Doing great, Kevin. I'm just out here in the garden, just enjoying the sunshine. Nice day to be alive. Yeah, nice day to be outside for sure. Now, I know we've got a a lot to catch up on over the last couple of weeks, Uh, Right before we taped our last podcast was when the group fishing trips were all becoming available back on May the 14th. I believe that was a Saturday morning at 9 a.m. with Captain Cullen Lundholm of Cape Star Charters. So give us an update on the status of the group trips. I'm sure they were flying off the shelves. They did, and we have maybe a couple spots open on summertime giant tuna trips, and I think a couple spots open on an October school tuna trip but aside from that they uh, went pretty quick Kevin which is great I think people are very excited to get out I'm happy that they're taking advantage of this opportunity and we've already had a couple trips happen and in fact I was on a group trip for black sea bass this past Monday if you'd like to chat about that for a little bit yeah that's definitely kind of the species of choice right now I know I'm hoping to get out this weekend to target some black sea bass so how was the fishing It was really good, and we went down over to Martha's Vineyard, and it was very good over there. We were drifting in about 50 feet of water, and I was using butterfly jigs, metal butterfly jigs, with a little teaser up above. And we actually used some of the rigs from Eddie from Monomoy Tackle, who if you're on the forum, I'm sure you've seen some of his posts. So we caught quite a few uh, double headers, catching two at a time, which was really cool. So all in all, it was a very good trip on board. For that trip, we had Aaron Perlmutter, and he's been a member now for 
six years. We had Nathan Valadares, who's been a member for four years. We had Alex Paul, who joined back in 2017. So that's five years for Alex. And then we had J.R. Hall, who just joined. This is his first month of membership. So we had quite a veteran crew, but then uh, one brand new member on board, which was really cool. Well, that sounds promising, and I know you've also got a chance over the last you know week or so to do some shell fishing as well. Yes, yesterday actually, I was with Richard Banks. Speaking of longtime members, Richard's been on board my fishing Cape Cod for nine years now, Kevin, which uh, which is terrific. And he invited me to go shell fishing, and I brought my cameras, and we did pretty well. We got a bunch of cohogs. And I made a nice little video segment that I plan on including in next year's TV show. So Cohagen is something that I'm pretty familiar with that I've gotten into over the last, I'll say, two to three years during the pandemic. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, were you guys in the water? Were you like waist deep while you were fishing for Cohogs? We were. We were over in the town of Yarmouth and in several spots that they propagate the shellfish. And we were in about waist-deep water, I'd say. And it was an estuary, so there's some pretty good current running there, too. But lots of rocks, which um, I'm mostly used to doing my shell fishing in, like, sandy areas. I'm used to getting the sea clams, the big surf clams growing up. Yep. So this was a little different because it was very, very rocky. And I know you have some experience catching steamers and cohogs and rock and spots, too. Yeah, I've found actually some of my better, you know, steamer spots are very boulder laden. Um, and it's a lot of work, right, to, to get to them. Uh, but it, like you, you know, for, for cohogs, predominantly I've had most of my luck on, on sandbars that are submerged usually under, I'd say, two to three feet of water. This time of year, you're definitely using waders. But in the summer, it's awesome. You can just throw on a, a pair of board shorts and off you go. Absolutely. And you never know what you're going to come across. We came across a bunch of crabs. And I know in past conversations, you've even come across steamer shells that had sea worms residing in them. Yeah, which is definitely an interesting point that, you know, we can dive into perhaps on a a podcast or uh, a video or TV episode later in the year. I I find it fascinating, you know, for shellfish, you know, what are the predators of shellfish, right? We think of... Uh, certain fish kind of cruising the, the ocean floor are definitely interested in them. But, uh, you know, when they're buried and submerged in the mud, uh, I always thought they were kind of untouchable, so to speak. But I think based off my experience with these sea worms, you know, residing in their shells, perhaps after they've eaten the meat, um, you know, I think that sea worms are definitely potentially a viable predator of the shellfish here on Cape Cod. And to piggyback off of that, Kevin, I recently went flounder fishing off Cape with Captain Jason Kobe of Little Sister Charters in Quincy about 10 days ago. And he told me that the flounder are also predators of the clams. And what they'll do is they go along the bottom and they nip off the little siphons that are popping up through the mud. Yep. That's a very so cheeky thought, way to hunt. That's very interesting. I know. And I was thinking it could also be a sustainable way of hunting because I'd imagine the clam might grow back another siphon. Sure, but that's just a theory. 
And I know I just used the word cheeky, and I think it's a good uh, it's a good segue because one thing we talked about in the last podcast was the cheeky fly fishing tournament that you were going to take part in. I believe your your partner was Doug Blanchard. Is that correct? Yes. Last Saturday, Doug and I headed out, and the cheeky fly fishing tournament is the biggest fly fishing tournament on earth as far as the amount of people who participate in it. And the way it goes is your four largest fish caught on a fly rod, you tally up the inches, and that's your total score. So Doug and I got 110 inches right on the button, which landed us in fifth place for the second year in a row, which is pretty cool. Maybe one of these years we'll luck out and get first place. But what I thought was really cool was Nolan Allo, who's a member of my fishing Cape Cod, swung by my house a couple days before the Cheeky and dropped off some beautiful handmade flies and these were big flies kevin like six to nine inches to imitate the big herring sure the big mackerel and um i mean i think it helps when you're trying to get a bigger fish and i wish it happened during the cheeky but the day before the cheeky that friday i got one that was probably about 34 inches yeah on these big flies so Yes, to piggyback off of what you're saying, the Cheeky Tournament was successful. We were fishing in an estuary. I found that the last part of the outgoing and the first part of the incoming, which is pretty typical for most of the estuary spots that I fish, was best this past weekend. You know, looking at the website as well, uh, I know that you have a giveaway uh, kind of on the horizon here. It's called the Swimming Striper, and uh, I know Jeannie O'Neill has been helping you with that. Yes. So Gene is the wife of Steve Kwietniak, who's been a member of my fishing Cape Cod for many years. And she's a local artist, and she's actually going to be at the Hyannis Artist Shanties, which are right by the harbor there in Hyannis over July 4th weekend. And it's um, just a really cool painting that she did of a striper underwater. And we're giving it away over on the blog. So all you have to do to enter is head over to the blog, Leave a comment, and I will select the winner on the 31st. Awesome. And also surfing through real quick on the website, looks like the forum, as always, is kind of a buzz here. Uh, some of the more popular threads that are getting whacked around, uh, obviously the Surfcasters thread that's been going all the way back since 2020. It's now all the way up through 2022 updated. Uh, that's been a very popular spot for folks kind of exchanging intel. Uh, it also looks like we're starting to get some outer Cape reports. You know, these fish that have migrated up from the south are making their way around the backside, the outer Cape. Uh, so it seems like there's, you know, some action in the forum indicating that the striper population is showing up uh, maybe a little bit more forcefully this year, hopefully, than in years past. Yeah, I've noticed that. And it's great to see all the updates being shared in the forum. That's really the spot to go if you're looking to see what's happening on a daily basis. There's always some interesting catches being shared in there and just a lot of helpful folks who don't mind giving a hint once in a while, which sometimes that's all you need to be successful. You're so close to having success, and then you just get one little hint or one little piece of intel that makes everything click for you. And that's really the beauty of the community in there. But as you said, it does seem like there's some really nice sized fish being caught and all over the place too. I've seen some nice ones from Buses Bay, a few nice ones in the canal. 
and a few uh, 40-inch fish being caught in Cape Cod Bay as well. Now, before I let you go, it is Memorial Day weekend, Ryan. We want to wish the membership a very happy and healthy and safe Memorial Day. Uh, it's kind of the unofficial kickoff to summer here. There's a lot of folks that are going to be coming down uh, Cape, you know, for the first time or to open up their seasonal residence. What do you have on the horizon for Memorial Day weekend? Memorial Day weekend. Oh, my goodness. Well, we've got two group trips going out on Sunday. So hopefully they'll have good weather. They've got to be going for black sea bass. I think we might have uh, some friends over at some point. And, gosh, probably just do some stuff on the website. We've got a great garden happening over here. And I just noticed, Kevin, that a lot of the wild blueberry bushes in the forest behind my house are all in bloom, too. It looks like there's got to be just tens of thousands of wild blueberries this year, which I've never seen before. We've been living here for five years in this house, and I've never seen this happen. So I'll be uh, outside as much as possible. All right, my friend. That's a great report, a great update. It's always a pleasure checking in with you, and we'll catch up with you in another couple weeks. All right, sounds good, Kevin. Have a great day. Well, next up on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy Sam Mullen from down behind the counter at the Goose Hummock Shop in beautiful Orleans, Massachusetts. Sam, how are you on this beautiful day? I'm great. I wish I was outside. I'm in the shop, but hey, someone's got to work. <laughs> Sam, the first the first thing I wanted to ask you about is just a, a logistics question. I know in years past, pre-COVID, you guys right around this time of year, you would open up the second location in Dennis. Is that happening happening again, or is that kind no, of... No, no, we, we're not doing Dennis anymore, unfortunately. I uh, wish we could because it was a great bait shop, but uh, we're not doing Dennis. So it's just the mothership if folks want to come visit down in Orleans. Yep, yep, the fishing store and the outdoor center, marine center, right on the Town Cove waters, and you can rent kayaks and paddle boards this weekend. It'll hopefully, maybe the weather will be okay by Sunday. But they're also open, too, down there. So fishing, kayaking, and paddleboarding. And we'll get into that as the podcast goes on. But let's talk some fishing first right off the top. Uh, what are you hearing from out in the sound side? I know there's a lot of folks that are probably coming in to gear up for sea bass. Uh, and I know that there's plenty of stripers around, too. Yeah, no, no, there's definitely a lot of stripers and definitely a lot of sea bass. Sea bass has been great so far. We've been getting all our charter caps have been sending us pictures of limited out and uh you know using nomad gypsies spro bucktails the flukies from joe bags uh anywhere from like the two to four ounce range uh it's been really really hot and as you go down from all the way down to Falmouth, it can be really good actually the guys in the shop went out in the kayaks and they did really battled the wind on uh, monday and they got a bunch of hammer uh sea bass for the kayak towards Falmouth, and then they were trying to find some bass but no luck, but there is some nice big bass in the Buzzards Bay, too, obviously. So, And I know we're still a little early in the season. Uh, the striper migration has definitely kicked off. There's plenty of fish up in the area. Have any of those stripers kind of made their way along the backside, the outer-facing beaches of Cape Cod that you've heard of yet? Nothing on the actual backside beaches, but up in the estuaries, there's, you know, the cookie cutters to keepers and uh and it's you know where we are on town cove it's like just starting to heat up with schoolies and like the mid 20 inch fish definitely and what are you guys selling you know for for striper uh gear so far this far early in the season yeah for the school gear obviously dart spins have been great um especially like you know the estuaries and then ronzies and stuff like that and then uh, you know pencils have been really good because we had some we've had some pretty good wins. So the tsunami talking poppers, the Ozuri uh, top knocks, 
that kind of stuff. And then uh, obviously just like soft plastics, you know, um, whether it's like Bill Hurley or anything like that. So that's what's been great so far. Sam, do you do a decent amount of uh, surf casting or are you pretty much a boat guy? No, I'm pretty much 50-50. I do, you know, I do a lot of surf casting at night and then I do pretty much boat during the day. But uh, it's been pretty good. I've I've had a good season so far. Uh, it's definitely hit or miss, though. I had one night, two, one or two nights where I didn't catch anything. Then I had one great night where I got over a dozen fish that were all over 28 inches. So, well, that's great to hear and encouraging. You talked a little bit about the wind for a minute, and I've neglected that topic because it's just been miserable, right, this spring with the wind. Mm-hmm. But you talked about things that are easy to cast in the wind, and I think that's a great topic that I've really not talked a lot about. What do you guys offer, you know, the, the shore fishermen? You t- I know you hit on a few items, but what would you recommend based on your experience fishing in the wind? You're in Cape Cod Bay in my neck of the woods, and you've got a north wind, and you're literally casting, you know, right into the teeth of it. Uh, what are some things that you like throwing out there that cut through the wind a little bit better? Yeah, I really like big pencil poppers over 2.5 to 3 ounces. Uh, Savage Gear makes them, and uh, also um, Oceanborn. They have a great series of pencil poppers, and then the Tsunami Talking Poppers. And then also I love throwing medals, uh, Castmasters, and then also the long Hopkins uh, spoons. The spoons are great, especially when it's sunny out and it's windy because you get down and they see the flash. It's a nice herring presentation, especially for this time of year. Mm. And uh, you can have the green or red tube. I like the red tube on the back. It's a good good representation for some um, blood worms when it's a you know a uh, red tube so that's why I like throwing in the bay when it's a good north or northeast or north wind so and speaking of the bay how's the fishing been in the bay been definitely pretty good uh definitely a lot better than last year uh we had all that north wind northeast wind to kind of kick off the month and that brought on some solid fish um but now it's kind of slowing down uh from shore uh it's mostly the boat guys are kind of starting to get on a little bit better but I feel like those big fish are definitely uh, consolidated in some pretty tight schools and hard to find. But there's definitely a lot of fish on some mackerel, um, ranging from Barnstable Harbor over to Sisuit, which is awesome. And there's also some squid uh, roaming around in the bay now, too, so that's good. I know some guys uh, had some success in the bay, you know, during the cheeky schoolie tournament that happened recently. Mm-hmm. So I'm hearing the fly bite, you know, isn't half bad either. No, that's really good when you can walk the title flats guys have been doing really well on the fly really well on the clousers and gurgler topwater um you know the game changers and uh definitely uh surprisingly not really surprisingly though crab patterns have been really good this year so so talk a little bit about the store it's memorial day weekend i can hear the hustle and the bustle in the background you guys i'm sure are going to be absolutely slammed it's the unofficial start to summer here on cape cod anything special going on at the store yeah, no, we're just running our regular deals. Um, you know, just everything's pretty much normal, and we're just uh, getting ready for the crowds. And uh, you know, just uh, we got plenty of stock on everything. We got a lot of Saragosas between fives and sixes. I think we have over a hundred of them, and that's perfect for boat and for surf purposes. I mean, we got a lot of stuff in stock. It's we're not we're not low on anything. It's it's pretty darn good. So, uh, and we'll be open. Uh, 9 to 5.30 tomorrow and Saturday, and then on Sunday will be 8 to 4. Awesome. So if you want to go see Sam and the crew, those are the store hours. And you mentioned the Marine Center is humming too, and you guys are stocked up on kayaks and other things? Yep. Got We've gotten shipments of over 100 kayaks twice. So we got a lot of the PDLs, 
in the 10 foot and 12 foot range, which is awesome for fishing. So much fun, and then we got plenty of other types for all your recreational use of kayak and paddle boards too. All right, Sam, I'll let you get back to work. I know you get a bunch of customers to tend to. Really appreciate you giving us some of your time, and hopefully we catch up again this summer. Absolutely. Thank you, Kevin. Tight lines. Well, next up on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is my good buddy, Eddie Kuyumjian of Monomoy Tackle, also a proud My Fishing Cape Cod member. And Eddie was kind enough to join us back at the Cod and Coffee event if you were fortunate enough to attend in person or view the video or podcasts online. That was back at Bruno Demir's beautiful showroom back on March the 26th. So, Eddie, welcome to your first podcast appearance for 2022. It's great to have you. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I hope everybody at MFCC is good and looking forward to the weekend. So I want to start off real quick, Ed. I know that you had a, a pretty successful you know, season targeting haddock. Uh, you were able to get out on the boat uh, several times and, and get a line wet. Just talk real quick about what your haddock season was like as we're now switching the page into sea bass. Yeah, you know, we, we did make a few trips, um, probably more more than an average year for me. I was fortunate enough to get out uh, with Ryan, and, and he did a blog post. Um, the haddock fishing was good. You know, they 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 came in shore a bit late uh, by my by my account, and I felt like they didn't stay in shore or near shore for very long. Um, sort of had to go look for them, hunt around for them. But if you were able to to locate them um, in numbers, you could, and if you either stayed with them while drifting or anchored up, you could have some success. Um, for me personally, it was, I had some mixed days. I had some really good days where, um, we got quite a few and then others where it was a bit spotty, but all in all, I mean, it was, it was, it was a good season. And we also managed to catch them a couple different ways, either on baited rigs or on jigging rigs. It was, um, you, you had to kind of try both and, and see what would work. Now, I want you to talk really, you know, briefly about you had an interesting catch while you were out for Haddock. Um, you were able to send me a picture of it, which I'm very grateful for. And I was shocked to see what you had come up with. But tell everybody your fish story. I'll let you tell it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I on the most recent trip I went on last week, I, I went out to um, a spot that uh, had been kind of identified uh, by us, by, by Jimmy Kudalakis and Bruno. Uh, and I went out with, uh, Haddock gear, actually, um, a light spinning outfit for Haddock with a, with a, um, a six to seven ounce jig and a, and a, a five inch squid teaser above it, uh, that I, that I tie and, and offer through Monomoy tackle. And I was just fishing it with a little bit of bait. And, um, I had, a large hit uh, on the rig and, and the, the fish took off, was taking line and obviously haddock don't behave that way. And uh, I started kind of scrolling through my mind, some of the things that it could be. It, it, I thought maybe I'd hooked a early season shark or a large cod, um, a pollock, and maybe foul hooked something in the tail uh, that had taken off. I mean, it was, it was pretty much an eight minute, eight to 10 minute battle with this thing where I finally felt like I was, you know, making, making headway, getting it up to the boat. And I, I, as I got it alongside the boat, I noticed no, the, the absence of color, no, no white color, no, no exposure, the underbelly of the fish. And, and then I 
saw there was this kind of nice oval shape and I, I thought, my, my goodness, it's a, it's a halibut. And, um, I'd caught a halibut. Uh, I'd never caught one before. And, um, I immediately, uh, referenced and, and called, called someone about, um, called my brother actually about, you know, what the size limit was, what the season was. And, I quickly in my mind decided I, I, I wasn't even sure I wanted to harvest the fish because it was such a rare catch and such a beautiful uh, fish that I, I decided early on I, I didn't want to harvest it. Um, I'd had it alongside the boat. I was trying to gauge measurement to see how big it was. I, I estimated it to be around somewhere between 42 and 46 inches. Um, amazing, amazing catch, amazing fish, a first for me. And uh, I was happy to share the photo on MFCC and to share the picture with with some friends and just amazing. I mean, it was a it was kind of a, a, a something that I'll never forget. And you mentioned to me, Ed, uh, it's a fish that has kind of eluded your family, which has had a, a tremendously rich uh, and very long fishing history. Is that correct? That you're the first member of your family that you're aware of to land one of these fish. Uh, here in Cape Cod, yes. Uh, my father, a long time ago, took a trip to Alaska where, you know, they're much more common. And, and he'd fish for them out there on a charter. And he'd actually kind of joked with us all the time when we were fishing in Cape Cod that he would say, oh, you know, I think we're going to get one. I think we're going to get one. And my brother and I, we'd kind of chuckle and, and say, yeah, you know, we're in the areas that we fish, it's it's very, very rare and, and not common. And, and you know, my cousin Bruno had always referred to them as ghosts that he was, uh, you know, looking forward to going east to Chatham and potentially chasing these ghosts. Uh, but none of us had ever hooked one. You know, we'd always talked about it and always kind of, you know, it's just kind of mythical fish, right? I mean, um, when, when you think about the sort of halibut and for, for me, halibut and tuna were the sort of two fish that I'd never personally hooked before. And I thought tuna would be a faster get because, you know, as I, I mentioned to you privately, like my, my son, my young son is really, you know, kind of looking forward to catching tuna and was kind of talking about it. So I, I, I thought in my, in my near future that I would catch a tuna first, a small one. Uh, and then this, th- this thing emerges um, in, in, in a place that quite frankly was not that far from shore, about 150 feet of water within sight of land. I mean, uh, you know, kind of crazy. All right, Ed, thanks so much for visiting with us on this edition of the podcast. And I, for one, hope we see each other soon and and hope I can get out sea bass fishing with you in the near future. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. It'd be good to get out. And uh, I wish everybody at MFCC tight lines and have a great weekend. Well, last but certainly not least on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast, is our good buddy Bruno Demir from down at Capen Islands, Mitsubishi. And Bruno, the weather is finally kind of cooperating a little bit. How are you doing on this beautiful day? I'm doing great, Kevin. Nice to hear your voice. Hello, MFCC members, and uh, good to be here on the Cape. I know you've had a chance to get out a few times, Bruno, since we've last spoke, so let's go back earlier into the week. I know you and I were talking a little bit before the show. You got a chance to do some flounder fishing inside Cape Cod Bay? Yeah, I got a call from my good buddy, uh, Captain uh, Barber, Derek Barber, good buddy of mine. And 
Uh, he had to uh, take his boat out a little bit. He's got a smaller boat that he wanted to take out a little bit. And uh, we went into Cape Cod Bay, and we uh, we had some really good uh, flounder fishing, winter flounder, as uh, most folks of Boston call them black bass. And I understand you were fishing uh, in close proximity with our good buddy Mike Fowler of the Bad Dog, who was nice enough to join us for Cod and Coffee. Yep. Mike was out there on the Bad Dog, and we were fishing side by side. He was nice enough to throw a, a big bucket of sea robin right over next to my boat as he left as a little joke. <laughs> but uh, luckily, we didn't catch any of that sea robin he dumped over. And we caught a lot of great winter flounder. Um, we caught them up to 15 to 17 inch winter flounder, which is great because the limit, I believe, is 12 inches. And uh, we exceeded that. It was, it was a great bite. And I also understand, Bruno, you had a chance to do some tog fishing as well. Yeah, after we wrapped up the, um, the great winter flounder fishery, we uh, decided to go to some structure that we have in Cape Cod Bay, and we were able to sight cast at Tog in less than 10 feet of water, believe it or not. Beautiful. And it was, it was awesome. I mean, to see, to see your, your crab, your green crab drop to the bottom and watching that Tog come up and hit it and you're hooked up, and it's, it's a whole nother, uh type of fishing that uh, I would highly suggest if you ever get an opportunity to do so. Yeah, I think they're really underrated, Bruno. We talk about them from time to time here on the podcast, but they're an excellent eating fish as well, in my opinion. I would say they are probably top three for me mm -hmm. as far as the best eating fish. I mean, I, I can definitely tell you that Todd, with their diet of crabs and crustaceans they just have absolutely amazing flavor mm. yeah i agree and talking about good eating fish as well we've now kind of turned the page as we're approaching memorial day into black sea bass season i know that is fully underway have you had a chance to get out on the gaviota or get out on top of some bass yeah actually i went out yesterday um right into nantucket sound and uh the Vineyard Sound area. Um, there was some talk of some nice-sized stripers at uh, Bishop and Clerks. Uh, I didn't witness it myself, but on the way there, we checked. We didn't have the best luck for that, but we did get on some really good sea bass in deeper water, uh, sea bass up to 20 inches. Uh, it was absolutely lights out fishing. Just about every drop we were hooking up. And we got to the point where we just didn't bother baiting them anymore mm. and just using, um, we were actually using Eddie's uh, monomore tackle rigs, they're the, they're the skirts with the grub on them. Mm -hmm. um, you'll see it on his website, but it's basically a, uh, a uh, two-teaser setup that he does with a skirt and a grub. And we used that with a weight on the bottom because when we used the jig on the bottom, um, we noticed we were getting a lot of sea robin. So when we replaced the jig at the bottom of the rig with the weight and just went with a straight two-teaser uh, setup, high-low style, uh, with no bait, 
we were just getting nothing but sea bass, and they were getting bigger in size. And we, we basically limited out on three people um, in a short period of time. And uh, not to mention, you know, I'm not the type of person that usually keeps scup. But, Kevin, there was like 14, 15-inch scup out there yesterday. That's great. And we ended up keeping some that we were able to fillet and get a lot of meat out of. And then, uh, of course, whatever's left, we'll, we'll throw the carcasses, the racks, the heads, and the lobster traps for our next trip. So it was a very good trip yesterday. And, Bruno, another thing I wanted to check in with you on is just the Monomoy area. I know that's an area you're pretty plugged into. I've fished the rips with you on board the Gaviota. You seeing any action or hearing anything from down the Monomoy area? Yeah. Uh, my buddy, uh, Tony Bisky, which was one of the captains from our Cod and Coffee event, who fishes Monomoy area regularly, especially a big fly guy, as you know, uh, has said that he's already targeting and very uh, effectively um, getting good size uh, schoolie and sometimes slot striper right off of Monomoy in the rips. And uh, he likes to park his boat up there on Monomoy Island and walk around and, and, um, and try to work the, the beaches off of Monomoy with his fly rod, and he's, they're already seeing a good amount of uh, stripers and schoolies and uh, and some slot fish out there already. So Well, that's very, very encouraging. And last but not least, I know this is a really busy time for Cape Cod, Bruno. You know, Memorial Day weekend is kind of the unofficial start to summer, and there's going to be a ton of people that are, if not already down there, you know, heading down later today, tomorrow to start the long weekend. What's going on at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi, and can you give us some updated hours for the holiday weekend for you guys? Sure. On uh, Memorial Day weekend, as you know, I try to take care of my employees the best I can. So uh, this Memorial Day weekend, we will be closed on Sunday and Monday to give our uh, – give our team a chance to rest and recuperate and and come back fresh and spend some time with their friends and family. However, we will be open Friday and Saturday, and we have a special going on right now for a 2020 Outlander. We just got about 15 of them in, so they're two years old. They're about the half the price of a new one. You can get into one for about 350 bucks a month. Well, that's great to hear, Bruno. And what are your hours on Friday and Saturday for the long weekend? We'll be here until 6 o'clock. Beautiful thing, my man. And it's great what you do for your employees, giving them some time to uh, get out on the water themselves or spend time with their families. I think that's awesome. Thanks, Kevin. All right, buddy. It's always great catching up with you. It's a great report. There's very encouraging signs. There's tog, there's sea bass, there's striper, there's scup. It's a very exciting time to be on Cape Cod. So, Thanks for all that intel, and I look forward to catching up with you in another couple weeks. Sounds good, Kevin. Thanks, everybody, and tight lines. As always, thank you to my good buddy Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi for joining us on today's program and providing that outstanding report. want to take a moment here before we wrap things up to thank all of our guests that took time out of their busy Memorial Day week, starting with MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. Sam Mullen of the Goose Hummock Shop, Eddie Kuyumjian of Monomoy Tackle, 
And last but not least, Bruno Demir from Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. So that's going to do it for our Memorial Day edition of the MFCC podcast. I told you it was going to be action-packed. I think we covered a lot of very interesting topics. There is certainly no shortage of choices when it comes to fishing this time of year in the beautiful waters surrounding the Cape and Islands. I want to wish everybody listening a happy, healthy, and safe Memorial Day weekend. I think we've all earned a little bit of R&R and a little bit of fishing this weekend after the spring we've had. So here's to you and yours, and hoping you are able to get outside this weekend and the weather holds up. Happy Memorial Day to our My Fishing Cape Cod community and everybody that's listening. This is your host, Kevin Collins, signing off, and until the next edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast, tight lines and take care. Thanks for tuning in to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. For the latest local news, information, and fishing reports, be sure to log on to MyFishingCapeCod.com. From all of us at MyFishingCapeCod, tight lines and take care.